from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Thirteen, when I returned home, the house was dark and empty. A note in the kitchen told me that Judith was still over at the Lees with the kids. I walked around the kitchen and looked into the refrigerator. I was hungry but restless, unwilling to sit down and make a sandwich. Finally, I settled for a glass of milk and some leftover coleslaw, but the silence of the house depressed me. I finished and went over to the Lees. They live just a block away. Hello and welcome to For Christ's Sake. This is episode 13, chapter 13 of uh, A Case of Need, a book written by one Michael Crichton, in this instance writing under the pseudonym Jeffrey Hudson. And uh, I am joined by, I being Hugh, joined by Hunter being you, right? That's true. And we each of us are joined by a signature drink and a signature snack that we have selected because of its thematic appropriateness, question mark, to this uh, particular entry in the Michael Crichton canon. Mm. Well, I guess, I guess like oeuvre or bibliography is more accurate, but uh, we are canonizing the Michael Crichton books ourselves. Well, yeah, we're determining what the canon is. Yeah. This uh, book, uh, not going to be on it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, jumping the gun. We're only at chapter 13. We're like halfway through, are we? I hope hope it's more uh, than halfway through. Please tell me it's more than halfway through. No way, man. We've only read 94, 90, let's see. At the end of this chapter one page, 101 out of 311. Jesus. I mean, they're small pages, but still, that sounds like a lot of pages. Anyway, I have a cup of coffee and an apple. What do you have? Salt, vinegar, chips, and a gimlet. Good for you, sir. Um, now, can you remind us, I mean, by that I mean me and uh, the eager listeners, craning their ears into the phones as we speak, uh, what happened in this book previously? What's this book about? What is this book? So there's this doctor named John Barry. He's a pathologist. His buddy, Arthur Lee, gets nabbed because another doctor's daughter died, possibly because she was having an abortion, and Lee is an underground abortionist. Um, that's it. <laughs> He's investigating the case. Yes, and Barry's been, been trying to get to the bottom of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've not learned much after that point, no. I don't think. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a realist depiction of investigation. There are a lot of dead ends in real life. You know? Spoilers. Spoilers for the, this next uh, this episode. Not uh, going to want to take this chapter either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, what does happen in this chapter? Again, <laughs> I read this uh, in my lunch break at work. Uh, I, I read this with that headache and a stomachache. Let's see. He talks, he meets the kids, he uh, talks to his wife, he talks to Arthur Lee's wife, his name is Betty. Yeah. Um, talks to some of the kids. Then uh, Betty lets him know that Ar- Art's doctor seemed, or not his doctor, his no, lawyer. No, his lawyer. Yeah, I know, I misspoke. You don't have to fucking rag on me. Yeah, like, you never misspeak. I never misspeak. Anyway, so that this uh, lawyer of his has decided to turn down his case for some reason. Mm-hmm. And Barry's like, what the fuck? And tries to give him a call, and then they set up a meeting, and then they go meet. Um, that's about it. But it's not entirely it. Well, well, what else did you have to elaborate on? It's revealed that the main reason why this particular lawyer, who is, um, you know, Arthur Lee's lawyer, why he doesn't take the case, he initially tries to, you know, tiptoe around it and say, uh, you know, it conflicts with another case of mine and, you know, one of our other um, yeah, yeah. lawyers will, will be able to handle it maybe. But eventually he says, you know, I spoke to, I spoke to Dr. Lee and uh, mm. I think he was lying through his teeth. What? So, uh, trivia. <laughs> Let's have a look. Let's Is there really nothing else that happened in this chapter? Yeah, nothing else. Okay. It's a vibe chapter. Like, he hangs out with the kids at <laughs> like <he> uh, sucks. <laughs> Betty's house. Goes to see the lawyer. All right. Between what and what o'clock are female guests allowed to be entertained on Thursdays in the Trafalgar Four and 5.30 p.m. <laughs> wow, you're really quick on the uh, jump on that one. Mm, well, I you, why. You're, you're right. You're correct. Good job. Yeah, let's have a look here. Where are my questions? How old is Johnny Boy? Johnny Boy? Johnny Boy. Um... How old is the child in this chapter called Johnny, who is um, one uh, of the, one of Arthur Lee's kids? Ten? No. What? No. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Barry's kid. I can't remember. Ten? One of the kids. Ten. No, he's four. Okay. Well, how old is Andy Lee? <laughs> uh, Andy Lee is six. Oh, good job. Good job. Fucking smoking me so far. <laughs> uh, well, uh, if you don't get this one. <laughs> I think you need to get checked. How old is Andy Lee? <laughs> six. I mean, I phrased it Andy boy, but I've just decided to mirror your phrasing. Yes, he's six. <clears throat> How old at the time of this book's taking place is the Massachusetts law which outlaws abortion? Uh, the time of this book's taking place. Hey, so how old? 
in the book. In the 60s. Yeah, so like I'm just asking you, what did it say how the wall was in the book? Oh. Obviously it'd be different now, but. Man, we're going to have the same score. Really? So I'm not smoking you. Because I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> and I'm going to say 13. It is for 78 years. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Then. Nice try. Um, during what hours can female guests be entertained <laughs> at the Trafalgar Club? Oh, four and five thirty. Between four and five thirty. PM. <laughs> PM. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. it but it doesn't specify that, so. I thought it did. It does not. All right. Well, that was a good episode. <laughs> yep. See ya. In a couple of days. I don't, know why you, I don't know why you listen to this, but. <laughs>